Everybody, welcome to the Pop My Culture Podcast. I'm Cole Stratton. And I'm Vanessa Raglan. Hey Vanessa Raglan. Hey Cole. How are you? Pretty great. How are you? I'm pretty great also. Yeah. yeah. Oh, tis the season. It is the season. For everything. For everything. It's also the season for me personally. Football. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> that, that is true. Uh SF Sketchfest. Oh yeah. We finally announced our lineup. You look a little road hard and I'm put away wet. Very tired. <laughs> but uh we're pretty excited about it. It's awesome. Yeah. The lineup this year is so cool. Thanks. It's uh if you people want to check it out, you people. You uh, people. Just go to sfsketchfest.com. It's uh, for three weeks in January slash February. Um, we've got a lot of amazing acts coming in. Alan Arkin, Tenacious D, Key and Peel, The Slipnuts. What? From Conan. I know, right? It's a magical romp. That's right. And it just keeps going. There would be no bad time to attend because there's yep. amazing shows every day. The actual schedule will be posted this uh, Friday, which is tomorrow from when we're recording this. The 13th. Yep. It'll probably already be out by the time that this is out. But, uh, yeah, check it out, sfsketchfest.com. Um, it will be fun. It Good will times. be a comedic play for all. And uh, our guest today... What about him? Uh, his show, The Mortified Sessions, will be doing a uh, show at the Sketchfest as well. And that will be super fun as well. Yeah, yeah, there you go. You'll feel good about your adolescent self once you watch other people <laughs> to be berated out. You'll be like, oh, I wasn't so bad. <laughs> um, if you like our show... Yeah, and we uh, hope you do. We hope you do. Thank you guys for listening. It really means a lot to us. It does. Uh, go to uh, iTunes. Yeah, and rate us five stars and write like something just flattering. <laughs> for the holidays. Look, we, we don't want to say how to live your life. Or, but, but, uh, <laughs> but if you could just flatter us. That would be nice. <laughs> um, and also, uh, we are pretty much uh, completely supported. Not by you. But mostly supported by you and your donations. Yeah. Um, we uh, have a donate button on our website. Popmyculturepodcast.com. Every little bit helps. If you do donate, we will give you a shout out on the podcast. And you can dictate how we do the shout out. You might have heard us do some obnoxious, annoying characters. And you can pick from any of them. <laughs> Collect them all. There you go. Uh, so, yeah. So go to SS Sketch... Not SS Sketch uh, okay, Go there, Cole. please. Shameless go to popmyculturepodcast.com. Click the donate button. And, uh, yeah. Oh, one last thing. Yeah. You can email us. Oh, my gosh. And please do. Yep. The email address is info at popmyculturepodcast.com. We read them all. We'll respond to them all. Always happy to hear your thoughts, guest suggestions, things like that. Yeah, you're all really nice whenever you write. And I love it. That's true. Well, let's get to our guest, shall okay. we? Okay. All right. Buckle up, everybody. <laughs> our guest today uh, created Mortified, which what? was first a stage show and later a show on IFC as the Mortified Sessions. Ladies and gentlemen, David Nadelberg is here. <laughs> and now it's a movie. And now it's a documentary, right? Boom. That's a good trajectory you've got going. Although, although I, I, have a, I have a hilarious correction for you. All right. Um, our show is on Sundance Channel. Not IFC, and what's funny about that is that everyone in my life, Thinks like even IFC. very close friends, say that, which is probably why we got canceled oh. after, after two very, uh, very happy seasons. But uh, we were all go. tuning into IFC. We love right, right. it over Where there. Where is it? Because I can see you—you have like a whole sheet of paper yep. in front of you. You've done research, <laughs> and even then, like people still always screw that up. So. <laughs> 
There you go. Well, next uh, is uh, potato chips, right? It's going to become a chip? It's Yeah, the Morta, Morta chips. Morta chips, and then a Broadway show. <laughs> and the, Yeah. That's the typical. We've met with many people over the past like 10 years who've been like, I want to do a Broadway show. And then they like come up with some cockamamie idea. And Ooh, you can do chicken, mortar fried. Ooh, oh, I would like that. that's good. I've, I've always wanted to do a theme show called Lordified where it was just religious God pieces. Stories. But, but yours is actually better because it's more brandy. It's right. more. Uh, oh, yeah. It's more. It's like it's, it's a food product. And who wouldn't want to eat mortar fried? Nobody. The, Nobody. The, the logo is a, is like <laughs> so I guess I a, a horrified chicken is the logo. He's right. Just a little upset. Aww. Should we explain what mortified? Do yeah, I, I think we should go into it. We're just talking. Yeah. People talk? are like, is it a chicken thing? So it's I just a realized I'm, like, I'm, I'm making a joke based on something that the audience may not know what the hell mortified is. They might yeah. be like, oh, it is a potato chip company. This isn't funny. <laughs> this is real <laughs> good this, chips. Yeah, they're, they're, they're like, really good. They're not riffing on some idea. They're just coming up Why with Why did they have a chip guy on? Like, usually it's people from something <laughs> in entertainment. Doc- they made they, a documentary about chips. Okay. Do you want us to give the synopsis, Mortified. or do you have like a great three sentences that you love to say? Uh, I, I can, give me the elevator pitch, right, dude. Uh, so I do a project called Mortified, and it is uh, uh, it is a project where adults share the most embarrassing childhood artifacts that could be love letters, lyrics, often diaries from your childhood in front of total strangers. It is the most delightful thing you will ever watch. You'll feel so good about yourself, and you'll feel like you know these people so well. And it's not its not always comedians or anything like that. I mean, the typical shows it is typically not are comedians. not comedians. That's right. Yeah. Um, but the, the material is so good. Because it was written by 12-year-olds who were idiots. <laughs> yeah, that's the key. <laughs> and shared by their, you know, whatever willing uh, adult counterparts are. I love it. And for those of our listeners who listen to Longshot and know Jamie Flam... If you ever get a chance to see him or hear what he's done on Mortified and hear about who he was as a young man. Yeah, Jamie Flam's diaries are pretty, <laughs> are pretty magical. It's That's, not what you're thinking. Like, whatever you're imagining, it's not that. He liked, he liked the ladies, and he liked the ladies of a certain color. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he wanted some sweet black love. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I think you just G-rated his diary. I That's, totally G-rated you you really That's did. not exactly how he you says really it. Did. <laughs> I don't want to alienate anyone. It's weird if you if, if you guys have any of your you know old diaries and things and essays or whatever you wrote yeah. when you were twelve. Like it's amazing if you look back at like how everything to a twelve year old is like really like a crisis or big. A major, a, everything's Epic. huge, you yeah. know. And then you get you, you know you get older and you get some space from and you go like wow really like that was the huge deal to me at that time. Oh, Although yeah. now we freak out in our twenties, thirties, forties, whatever, and. Um, like, you know, I'm sure in 10 years I will look back and be like, really? That's just being a person. That's I just mean, being a person. Yeah. But, but yeah, you're right. Like, when you're a kid, everything is, like, 10 times bigger because also you, you've you only been on Earth for, like, a couple of years. Like, and actually, the first five years, you're not even really conscious and cognitive. So Right. So it's like when you're 15, you, you've only been around for, like, 10 years. So everything new is, like, 5,000% like bigger than it should be. And in the documentary... There's people speaking so eloquently on, like, why it's so poignant and why it's so funny. And it's that exact feeling of, like, it's new. It's the first time you've ever felt it, and you don't know if it's going to go away. And it, like, rocks your world so completely. I'm glad you saw the documentary. I did see the documentary. It's great. I recommend it to everyone. I've done several interviews, um, and it's fine when people haven't. But uh, (laughs) I never know if somebody had actually watched it or not. It's great. I love it. And I didn't know what to expect because I've seen all of the episodes of the show, um, uh, the, the, the TV show. Right. Which is nothing 
The TV show was like this it's weird. Not, it's just different. Yeah, the TV show wasn't even supposed to be called the Mortified Sessions. Oh, really? It was, it was this other project, this sibling project called the Shoebox Sessions, and we were fine to not even call it that. Yeah. But we, it was like this thing that's kind of like Mortified, Mortified, Morta Chips, um, <laughs> but from the makers of Mortified, um, and it was sort of a, a more of a talk show. It was an interview project. Um, based on, uh, well, it's based on sort of how we workshop pieces. We realized, oh, the most interesting part to, of Mortified to a lot of people is this sort of how we curate material. We get into these weird conversations with people about their lives. We said, what if we just remove that this is some sort of some, you know, casting uh, audition type thing for for a stage show and just make it a conversation for the sake of conversation? So. With lovely, famous people. With, with some very interesting people. Um, and. Yeah, and so then, and then that was what the TV show was, and, the, and like the eleventh hour, lawyers got involved, and like naming companies Ooh. got involved, and it was very weird. And they were gonna, they called it the Mortified uh, Sessions. They actually, they were gonna call it. Uh, there was some like they wanted to call it Mortified, and I said, well, no, I I want to do things with with Mortified someday for TV. Yeah. So, and this is not Mortified. This is some talk show thing, and they were like, oh, okay. So we'll just call it the real mortified. How about that? Whoa! So okay. TV executives. Okay, great. So Thank you for respecting my work. Now I can my that kind of stuff. <laughs> then they IFC. Uh, yeah. <laughs> although our movie, although our movie, um, yeah, I mean, they were very nice to to work with, but uh, it's always Baba. there's always silly stuff like that. <laughs> but our movie is actually going to be on Sundance Channel. Um, as I bite the hand that feeds me, uh, um, <laughs> uh, on in January. I'm oh, very excited. awesome! Yep, yep. Do you have an air date or January fourth? Mm-hmm. Let me tell you how exciting our premiere is, how much Sundance Channel clearly values our movie. <laughs> we are premiering Saturday afternoon, January 4th. Oh, that's good. At 1.15 Oh, yes. PM. Oh, you got the coveted 1.15 oh, p.m. Advertisers now, will be bidding. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be it's, uh, this, the movie, like in all cable TV fashion, will be on, uh, you know, uh, what can only be described as a, a bunch of fuck yeah. word. I, I don't know. So, <laughs> see, one fifteen is time for just post brunch. <laughs> yeah, you finish brunch. You just got. You home. get all the people. You're not home, home by one. Yeah. Like no. you're, you're driving back. You're at parking. 1 you get in at one, like one ten. Right. You pull into your house and then you turn on. You know, Sundance. It's the first yeah. thing that you turn right. on, and then right there in like two minutes. It's so our, our big TV debut. <laughs> Neil, Neil, my co-producer, likes to joke. He's like, we didn't even get like a time. We got like. One fifteen, <laughs> um, but the movie is available right now on iTunes and Amazon, and and weirdly because this is the state of independent film, it's you can even get it on like PlayStation and Xbox. Oh really? Yeah, like oh that's how gosh. people, that's how independent films are consumed nowadays. It's on this podcast right now, and yeah, it's you can you can watch it. Grab the air. Grab the air. <laughs> it's, it's so good though. I was I was curious about what it would be because I've seen this sh- the live show and I right. love it and I watched the TV show which is again like a completely different iteration. But the documentary is such a great it's a little it's bit more of the everything. stage show. It's more the stage yeah. show with backstory and a lot of great insight on it. And you get to see the you know, people curating their stories and yeah. it's really, really well, thank fun. You. Yeah. Great job. Thanks. I did not direct it. Whoa. I have to I have to give props where props are due. Mike uh uh, my friend Mike Mayer directed it, and, and uh, you know we've had many attempts at Mortified over the years, um, and none of them have seen the light of day uh, of adapting our stage show, mm-hmm. I should say, to the screen. And there's a reason they've not seen the light of day because they're usually they're never bad. They're just never they're never right. And yeah. so whatever network or whatever organization wanted to do something, it's like sits in a drawer. And this is the first time something has come out, um, and and I really credit a lot of that to to Mike. 
Um, and uh, our editor, uh, we had two editors, and, and the editor we had for sort of the last year of the project because we did it for three, did it for a long time, uh, Hilda Rasula. Oh, you were um, working on the project for three years? Uh, we, we were making the movie for like three and a half years. Oh, wow. Yeah, maybe even more. I don't know. But, you can um, go through a lot of hairstyles in that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Ooh. now my, well, my hair is just sort of You're holding de- steady. decidedly, <laughs> decidedly uh, gray. So I didn't really change much. You Although, could change shape. Yeah, I can change shape. Which really can do a lot for a look. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. That's true. Thanks, Vanessa. You're welcome. <laughs> so the stage show, like, it did start in L.A., and now it's kind of moved out throughout the U.S. There's, like, chapters yep. popping up. We have yeah we have chapters in in uh, ten we have like ten chapters we have uh, it's not like a tour but it's it's for lack of a better term a franchise which is mm-hmm. gross and so I don't like to use that term but we have like locally um, local community based chapters uh, in New York and in um, in Boston San Francisco which is you know one of our most popular ones um, we have two shows that are actually this weekend at least of this recording oh wow um, Portland Austin everywhere <clears throat> with cool people. Um. Well, I mean, come on. Is let's admit it. Who's I? I, I know that what you mean with Austin and Portland, but is is Boston thought of as like? I think Boston people have a certain cool. All right. thing. About I like Boston a lot. Yeah. It's wicked awesome. It's wicked yeah. awesome. But I didn't know if you meant like hipster modified. Or oh no, it's modified. I just meant exciting people. Oh yeah, yeah. Like well, cities. personalities. Cities are always exciting. Yeah. And and well, and Malmo, Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh my gosh! How yeah. did that happen? I don't know. Have you um, been? It's the one that we've actually not been to, but we, we've Skyped conversation with, and they've come here to <laughs> You're yeah. like, oh, I'm well, sure it's yeah. going great. <laughs> yeah, we have no idea what they're saying. We, and when they normally do it on their Friday nights or whatever, with the time change, you know what time it's on here? One fifteen. Oh, seven. my God. That's the magic. <laughs> what? That's the magic mortified nation. Uh, <laughs> one fifteen, January 4th, Sundance Channel, <laughs> Mortified Nation TV debut. Boom. And that's how you do it, honey. Yeah. <laughs> one fifteen. It could be one fifteen a.m. It could be worse. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah you know, it could, I, look, I'm thrilled that it's on TV. And just, I'm sure once it's it on, like, it's going to be on all the time. Maybe, yeah, yeah. We'll see. Even if it's on once, like it's I'm, it's on freaking TV. I'm, yeah. I'm happy. Yeah. yeah. So how did it's it all begin? It began. Um, I had found a love letter that I had. I'm from Michigan, and um, yeah, me too. Represent. Are you really? Yeah, I didn't know that. East Lansing. What? Yep. Oh no! You guys are going to talk about hunting. Now we're going to the hands going to come tigers. up. The, the right <laughs> hands going to come up. We're going to point to elements of our palm and say oh, what yeah. area. <laughs> so I'm from like suburban Detroit area, and so I, I was I went home I think for Thanksgiving or something, and and um, was just rifling through uh, my old bedroom, and I'd found inside this like cardboard box I found this love letter amongst other artifacts, and it was written on the backside just sort of to give a, you a level of, of, of my pretentiousness uh, as, a t- as, a, as a teenager. It was written on the backside of this um, entry form to this high school poetry magazine that I edited. Oh, that I yeah, edited. it was. Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> I love it. it was, I always like to joke. It was, uh, it's called Etchings. <laughs> I, only, I always like to say Etchings like that because I think there's, yeah, there's no other way to say it. No, there's not. Etchings. You uh, named yes, it that reason. So I found this love letter to a girl named Leslie and um, and it was a draft, and I had totally forgotten about her, and forgotten about the the draft, and I remembered, oh my god, there was tons of them, and I you brought... were drafting love letters. Oh yeah, whoa, yeah, like there was like some that were heavier on the comedy, heavier on the <laughs> like, cut to the chase, beat around the but like there was, yeah, 
So Baby Dave knew how to play it. <laughs> yeah, my, my good friend, um, like my best, my best friend at the time, Brack, like he would like help me. Sounds like things have changed with you and Brack. Uh, <laughs> meaning? <laughs> my best friend at the time, he says. <laughs> Qualifier. Let, let's get there. <laughs> what That's what this show is about. <laughs> what happened between me and Brack? <laughs> whose real name is Brack hyphen David. What a name. Brack David Bivens. Brack Google David him. Bivens. He's a great guy. Yeah. What's he up to? He's a graphic designer in New York. Oh. Has, I think, two kids. And you guys have just drifted apart. You don't even know how many children apart. Brack has. I know. Oh, I th- no. I know. I was supposed to go stay with him when I was recently in New York. And what? You just forgot to call? BDB? Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't forget to call. Like It just didn't work out. You didn't want to call. No, I, I did want to call. I get it. I love Brack. Well... The f- <laughs> Stop! Stop making a beef. Yeah. A beef. I don't know. Brack. I'm the new Connie Chung. <laughs> Does Connie Chung do that? I don't think so. Um, <laughs> Try to start personal beef. With you're the you're the white redheaded Connie Chung that actually starts fights. Yeah, that's so I'm not Connie Chung at all. Right? <laughs> Except for I just wish I could be her. Um, okay. Because so you, you want to be. Because you want to see Maury Povich's penis. I want to see everything on Maury. Oh boy. Here she goes again. On her Maury sex rants. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Um, so you and Brax were when you guys in a so in I wrote this love letter days. and it was a ridiculous love letter and it was pretentious and it was it was um, but it was also like trying to be sweet and it was trying to be funny and it and it um, it, it succeeds on some levels but fails on most and oh. um, and so I. Um, I, I started sharing that with friends, that love letter. As an adult, I brought it back to Los Angeles. And Had you been I'm writing not, or performing? Uh, I'm not a performer at all. I'm, mm-hmm. a, I'm a fairly bad actor. But I think like everybody else, um, and I have a lot of friends in comedy and stuff, but like everybody else, you kind of wonder, like, what's it like to be a rock star for a night? Like, just to get up on stage. Yeah. And with Mortified, you don't need technically a lot of talent. Um, to get up, on, you just need to have written something awful um, and be good at playing yourself on stage. And I'm, I think I'm good at that. So, um, so I got up. Uh, eventually, I decided to, to rent a theater and um, and invited a whole bunch of other people to do. I, I sent out this SOS email saying, "Does anyone have stuff saved?" This was like 11 years ago, and uh, and then I started getting this flood of responses from from first from friends, then from strangers, and. You know, those emails have not stopped arriving. Uh, like this morning, I received two. Oh wow! Yeah. Nice. So, is it we, just all the time people them. contacting you directly? <laughs> what is it? All the time people just contacting you directly? No, not directly. They go to our website. Yeah. There's like a form to fill out. Because uh, yeah, because oftentimes people think it's like a stage show where you just tell stories about your childhood, like like the moth or something. Not yeah. that the moth is about childhood, but. Like it's not in a, it's it's literally a show where you're sharing an artifact it's show with tell. some context, yeah. um, and so sometimes people forget that. So we have like a form that kind of makes them choose: is it a diary you're sharing with us? Is it a poem? Like that way they uh, realize, oh, oh I have it has to, have to be thing. one of these things. Yeah. Do you ever do like an authenticity check just to make sure no one is just like, um, yeah, I guess something from when I was eight. <laughs> well, there's not a lot of great rewards other than sort of the personal satisfaction. Uh, to doing Mortified. So there's not a ton of people who are like liars. Occasionally, (laughs) though, you do meet something, you go, that seems questionable. Um, And usually it's not that they're lying. It's it's just that they might have written, they might have just been weirdly sophisticated kids and just written in such a way that seems fake, but isn't fake. Right. And so we have to like figure out like how to approach that um, if we want to put it in the show and, and sometimes we try to like 
fix it with like you know editing or, or or like the context in which they share like certain information. I was a really precocious kid, for instance. Mm. If they say, then. They can get away with more of They can get away with – the audience will be like, oh, I see why this – the writing is so sort of intelligent and seems like it was written by a 29-year-old as opposed to a 19-year-old. Because apparently 29-year-olds are super smart. 29-year-olds are the top of the (laughs) – Clem of the crop. I just turned 39 two days ago. Oh, congratulations. You're so smart. I'm more smart. More smarter. Wow, congrats. Thanks. You look smart. Yeah. Yeah. That's just the gray hair. (laughs) (laughs) It's working for you. Yeah. You know Connie Chung. Remember we were afraid of like lulls in the conversation? Yeah, it and just then happened. one just happened. Next. It just happened. Well, we've, we've just thrown our usual format yeah. to the dogs. We're out of order. Really? Yeah. Did I screw you up? No, it's all no. good. Okay. Well, usually we start with some uh, pop culture bullshit. We so we're going to hit that now. Yeah, let's do it. Um, well, one thing was last week uh, the Sound of Music Live was on television. Uh-huh. It garnered crazy amounts of numbers. views. Um, it was all done like it was live in New York. Obviously, the West Coast feed was three hours delayed, but um, it was like a big soundstage, and they did the whole thing. Um, no audience, so there was no reaction to anything. Um, very soap opera y looking, since it was that live camera yeah. feel. Um, and it was Carrie Underwood as Maria. Which we all saw coming a mile away. <laughs> and, born, uh, born. born to do this. <laughs> Stephen Moyer from uh, True Blood as Captain Von Trapp. Um, you had a bunch of, bunch of Broadway people and most of the other roles. Audra McDonald was the Mother Superior and um, Christian Borle, who was on um, a show that was canceled Smash. about Broadway Smash. Yeah, um, and, and people like that. And the whole thing, to me, I mean, I, I'm very familiar with Sound of Music. I did it when I was a kid. Um, Who were you? I was Kurt. I was um, a nun. Kurt again? The younger boy. So you're not. You're not. You weren't the boyfriend of whoever the. That's Rolf. No, Rolf, I, did it, right. I did it. like Nazi. when I was, the Nazi. When I was, I was like ten or whatever, twelve or whatever. So I was the. You weren't even eligible boys. to be a Nazi at that. Point. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't Nazi eligible. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds weird. Do you have that in your OKCupid okay profile? <laughs> yeah, Nazi eligible. <laughs> Just like Tila Tequila. Oh, um, so oh Jesus Christ! Yuck. Yeah, but so the whole thing was on, and uh, there was a lot of backlash to Carrie Underwood's performance, justifiably so. Yeah, uh, she can sing. Yeah, but she's not really an actress, and like Maria, you know, it's Julie Andrews. Like, right. you know, there's supposed to be some charisma there, and she's supposed to be this had this infectious, useful energy that can't she be, doesn't get not at all. She has what I call Carrie Underwood dead eyes, which actually my wife coined that phrase. Which is like, she just doesn't seem to really connect. And every line reading was pretty flat, in my opinion. Like she wasn't like so terrible, but it was just kind of like, "But mother, no, I, I, I want to stay here." Like it's just like stuff like that. I, I don't know. It just and there, she had zero chemistry with Stephen Moyer. But so many people watched. Oh yeah, everybody. I watched. mean, I hope it actually is as train wrecky as I hear it was. I didn't see it. Um, uh, I hope it actually leads to to more stuff like that. Though. I oh, think it will. it will because they've I mean, already they're already exploring options. Yeah, like, but so hopefully with huge. less. You know, Carrie Underwood uh, dismissiveness towards the quality. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it feels yeah. like it could be a great way to get back into like variety show, like you know, just more live musical stuff. Because I think people do love it. It makes you feel good to watch it. When you need that for in the era of TiVo, like you need reasons for people to like tune, tune in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Event TV is few and far between now. Like, I mean, honestly, I think Twitter has helped Event TV because people love the live tweet award yeah. shows and things like that. I think a lot more people are view- are tuning in just so they can be snarky on Twitter about it. 
whereas that didn't really exist a few years ago. So, like, when TiVo popped up and people just didn't have to watch anything anymore and there wasn't yeah. that social media feed that was constantly spoiling stuff, they it felt like... They really or encouraging community while you watch. Because it is fun. I wasn't able to watch Sound of Music, but I, I was able to, like, look at my Twitter feed as it was happening. And it was just delightful to watch everybody's different reactions. And some people are like, it's not that bad. Oh, I feel great. And then they're just mean, mean things. But it is... You're I mean, setting yourself up when you put a, 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 hashtag. a reality TV person, which I mean, which oh, is yeah. an unfair thing to put on Carrie Underwood because she's just a right. singer. But um, but you're setting yourself up for people to just hate you, especially when she plays an iconic role. It's right. like putting anybody in an Audrey Hepburn role or things like that, where it's like it's not just that we were, we're all familiar with the work and we love the songs. It's yeah. like there's a person that's been burned into our memory. Is like this is the person. Like when it's Cedric hard. the Entertainer was it him? Uh, who did the honeymooners? Oh yeah, <laughs> not fair to anyone. No, nope. that era when they were like, we can remake stuff if all we do is change, change it the, to make it black, change the yeah. color of the and people. It's like, that doesn't redo anything. Well, they're doing that to Steel Magnolias, or did that already happen? They did it. It already happened. Was it Steel? Wait, was it Steel Magnolias or it was something Steel else? Magnolias. That was Julia Roberty. Um, I think I'm going to look it up. I think it was. I think it, it was. was. It definitely yeah. was Steel Magnolias. And know. and Queen Latifah was every role, by the way. <laughs> It was a weird one-woman show. As a a movie. very Medea Steel Magnolias. Wait, I know she's not Medea. Yes, but I, you know the idea of Medea playing several racing. parts. <laughs> you guys, I was coming from a different place than it sounded like I was coming from. <laughs> oh my! Cole's just shaking his head with his here. dead eyes. Well, at least it's okay because we're Nazi that Nazi eligible. Yeah. <laughs> we're in the right position. Cole to just be shot you the Carrie Underwood dead eyes. <laughs> For me, like that's what like was kind of hard about it. it. Was all the supporting cast were like Broadway veterans, yeah, like, really good Broadway actors who you know do a million shows every week and can do a live show like this no problem and can really sing and mm-hmm. can act. I mean, you know, the, it's they they act a little broader. It's a stage in general, style, but, yeah. But like, and then you put the leads to, to a country singer reality show winner who's not an actress, right? Um, and then Stephen Moyer, who's a decent actor. I didn't actor, hear many things about not, his performance. He was just kind of like there, serviceable. You know? The two of them together was just kind of like this is I can't I don't want to watch these guys for three hours. Right, the, it was like three the, hours. Yeah, well, it's a long show. How long was Edelweiss? It, just, it was like Edelweiss <laughs> was like two hours. I'm like, let's keep singing it. I think that's another one that should just end at intermission before it all goes to hell. Everything just goes to hell for the Von Traps before it becomes all crazy Nazi yeah. and they sneak out. And, and same with what Into is, the Woods, just end. No, oh, I love Into the Woods. I can go on forever. But this, the end is so sad. The only way that I saw I used to date a girl who directed children's theater. And um, so I used to go to see all of her, the plays that she would direct. And, ever, and so I saw Into the Woods as performed by, like, nine-year-old oh, kids. Oh, that's the best way to see it. And I realized that, like, a lot of my Broadway knowledge is either what I saw growing up at, that my sister would be in, you know, um, or specifically what my ex-girlfriend directed. Um, so you're a children's so I, theater aficionado. Like, not, ch- not children's theater. I mean, like, the great... You know, theater works of art as done as only seen through like ele- awkward eleven-year-old girls and directed by like unsatisfied yeah, people. Actors. There's yeah. certain shows that like kids theater should never attend. Like, don't give Sondheim to kids. They, yeah, the music is so I'm, hard. I'm, I'm gonna blow your mind. <laughs> Rent. No. What? Yep. No. Nope, I've never seen For Rent who? the movie. I've never seen Rent the musical. I only know Rent through. A production starring ten-year-olds. No. no. Now it's edited slightly. Wait, what's so the like, Mimi you, situation? You're not dying of AIDS. You're just dying of a sickness. But mm. 
Uh, and oh. in fact, do you, do you guys know Ben Acker, who runs the Thrill yeah. Adventure Show? Oh, yeah. He was sitting next to me and secretly recorded some of it and put it. He called it Lil Rent, and he put it like <laughs> I don't know if he put it on YouTube, but he put it on something uh, like two, two, three years ago. Well, longer than that. Um, oh my gosh! But, um, Where was this done? Uh, the Youth Academy of Dramatic Arts on Third and Crescent Heights. You Only can roll in Los Angeles would they oh, attempt man. a little. Rent. It, was, it was actually it was great. It was it was it made it made AIDS adorable. Oh no! And, 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 oh, no. and seven year old lesbians adorable. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That is too much for me to even imagine. I think it's weird when like people do productions and then edit them. <laughs> like, I had a kind of a kooky drama teacher in uh, junior high school, Dottie Bonneau, who was like, "Oh, I hated her." Yeah, hey, Dottie. She, she's just a kook, <laughs> and she would like. She had this show. She had this show that she wrote that was just this weird sci-fi show for kids called like Seekers from Zantaparon. I I can't remember anything else about it. It was just weird. But we did The Hobbit. And Wait, she, the group of performers was named Seekers of No, Zantapa? that's the name of the show she wrote. Oh, okay. The play she, that she... Is it a tap dancing musical? No, it's not a... She it's, wrote it's a her play. own play, Chris she, Lilly in high school... Uh, she wrote a play called Seekers from Zantap Brown, which is like a weird sci-fi thing. <laughs> that, oh, my God. Yeah, but she uh, she directed The Hobbit. <laughs> this is awesome. And she... Uh, <laughs> fucking awesome. She, she decided that <laughs> they shouldn't kill the dragon smog at the end. They should because you know it's death and we right, don't want to do that. Because so, you know we're in junior high school and we don't know what killing a dragon is about. Yeah. So this instead, to be fair, none of us really know what killing a dragon is about. Instead, we sounds lived like it. a euphemism. Yeah. <laughs> said Bilbo Baggins at the end. A spoiler: If you guys are going to see my production from when I was years old, um, they drop. He drops a magical amulet on Smog, so they all become friends. Oh. She just, you can do that? She did. I guess you can do whatever you, can, you by want. The way, I think, and not to get all copyright on it, but I think we could we could wage a lawsuit against her. We could I think take Dottie to court. You can only change certain certain elements. elements yeah. yeah, I mean, you could take out things that are objectionable or whatever. Well, but it but Dottie doesn't time. care about the In her art. mind, Dottie that was objectionable, yeah. like killing a creature. That's Middle great. Earth. I love that. It's I bad. love like the completely bastardized version, like the water, like the forty-five minute version of like a two-hour. That's great. Oh, we'll, t- we'll get the story across. Don't yeah. worry. It, it's going to read great. That's awesome. So wait, she, I'm fascinated by this. So she wrote a sci-fi play and she made did. you guys, like, so she was channeling her frustrated artistic dreams through you. Were you in that? Yeah. I can't remember anything else about it except for the title, except that it was weird and sci-fi. But she does she did it a lot. Say the title Seekers again? from Zantaparon. She Googled there it. There it is. She Seeker, did it. I'm on. <laughs> Seeker, Seekers. Like S-E-E-K-E-R-S. Yeah. Uh, she did it like a not lot. religious Sikhs. It was like she would do it every. <laughs> That's like, what I was going to go for. She would do it every couple of years. Like she just constantly like made her classes. And then we wrote it. I, I mean, it's probably the same every time. Zantaparon. Zantaparon. Z a n t a p a r o n. Um, that is that is like like that is so weird. Like there was that HBO show. Um, I can't remember the name. Seekers from the Deferon. No, no, no. She's the Chris, selling it on Amazon, is that, it's you that guys. Australian guy. Is she? What? She's selling it on Amazon. You just looked Amazon? it up and found it. <laughs> what is, is it? A DVD or a book? It it's a book. Oh it's a book my that god! She you can buy this. She, don't don't go on Amazon and buy Mortified Nation. It by my Dottie movie. Bonneau. Yeah. Buy it's this. By Dottie Bonneau. Dorothy Bonneau. Actually, I think they would make mm. an excellent uh, bundle. Dorothy Hubble <laughs> Bonneau. Okay. Hubble. 
That's the name she gave herself. I don't sure. think she listens to this podcast, but if I she mean, does, I, I, then I, she'll be thrilled. She just got a free plug. Come on, she. Yeah, you know, because we do so many very nice. Plugs. She was just a little. I was that you're politically trying, to but be she like, was just in case. She was a you little. You did the out same there. thing with Brack a few minutes ago. I know. <laughs> she was a little out there, but you know. I really want to read <laughs> the. I did a lot of her plays. I want to read the synopsis, but. Um, she doesn't have it set up that way. What? It actually might be a great play. Like you, it might be fantastic. It might. I don't remember it much about it except for the name. We should maybe do a production here in L.A. Oh yeah, or she could read it at Mortified, depending on the age she wrote de- de- it. De- yeah, depending on the age she wrote it, and if it's good. Yeah. If it's good, I can't use it. No. Right. No thanks. Wash your hands of it. Yeah, wash. I don't. <laughs> I'm not looking for Zed Tapperon. We always so. say if you if you do, if you sort of wind up not participating in Mortified, it's actually a compliment. <laughs> um, you were okay. You were okay. Too okay. And Dottie, if you're listening, <laughs> we went from sound to music straight to secrets of the Tetron. <laughs> That's not a bad so, segue, honey. There you go. Wait, were we supposed to talk about other pop culture things and then and then got so... There's enjoyed. another thing we're okay. going to talk about, uh, and this is very of the now. The Golden Globe nominations came out this morning. They did. Yep. Dur, dur, dur. Uh, I have... Did Carrie all Underwood? There, by the way. What? Yeah. Carrie Underwood is nominated for everything. Uh, they're all on here. Oh, yeah. Um... There's some strangeness in here. The Hollywood Foreign Press is a little strange. Um, well, just the main the thing is of the Hollywood Foreign Press. I'm still totally baffled by. They split things into like two categories. You have drama, and then you have musical or comedy. So the idea is that like right. you're not pitting you know a crazy dramatic performance against like a wacky. Funny. Although in the case of like Les Mis, it's yeah. not. It's a right. total drama. Right, but it just but, but it's going, up, it's going up against you know. Pixar, but That's the weirdest a good example. thing I could only think of Medea. Yeah, about Medea. Uh, <laughs> what are comedies? <laughs> well, that's that's my argument is what are comedies Hollywood oh, no, press because some ridiculous. of the things that you nominated I don't think are comedies and you put them in the comedy category such as well okay here's your drama here's here's your drama section. nominees which makes sense Twelve Years a Slave Captain Phillips Gravity Philomena and Rush all I hilarious don't know what, I don't all know what Philomena is it's Steve Coogan and Judy Dench he oh. goes and finds his birth mother or right. she goes and finds her birth son exactly or he, something he's like a journalist and takes her on this journey I'm just like my mom to be if lovely. you say Judy Dench is in it I'm like oh that'll be good but here are your uh, <laughs> your best most Dench picture. me musical <laughs> musical or comedy <laughs> to get uh, musical or comedies and I'll read the ones that uh, are probably comedy-ish Her which is that Spike yeah. Jones thing mm-hmm. uh, Inside Llewellyn Davis which is the new Coen Brothers and is that mm-hmm. a comedy probably yeah it's well, probably it's lightly musical. comedic it's got music in it too <laughs> Uh, Nebraska, which is the new Alexander Payne with Brewster and Will Forte. Um, and then American Hustle. That doesn't sound which good. Which I hear is very... Oh, American Hustle sounds great. I was talking about the... There's a lawnmower outside. There's a lawnmower. <laughs> uh, American Hustle, which I've heard from someone who saw it, is like, kind of like got Goodfellas. That got looped into musical and comedy. And The Wolf of Wall Street, which is the new Scorsese movie... Seems fun. It looks like it's got... funny. It right. looks like it's got comedic elements in it, but... Not. Yeah. It's not a comedy. But what's really weird is that just because they want Leonardo to show up at their awards. Yeah, who wouldn't? You're and you're when you He's go to your like so best well. actors and actresses in Ooh, motion picture musical so. or comedy. <laughs> what ends up happening is <laughs> these these are your comedy performances: Amy Adams in American Hustle, Julie Delpy in Before Midnight, Greta Gerwig in Frances Ha, Julie Louis Dreyfus in Upset, and Meryl Streep in August Osage County. 
I saw August Osage County on Broadway. It was three hours. It had a couple funny light moments in it, but it's a very heavy, serious family dysfunctional drama. So well, you're they've got to get Meryl. Uh, and I'm sure that they in. cut it down to two hours, and I'm sure there's definitely some funny things in it. But it's just this family that's disintegrating, all getting together after the death of somebody, and it's just there's it's not a comedy. It's not yeah. death becomes her. It's not it's death not becomes Devil Wears Prada. It is not. Yeah. Good example. So to me, it feels like it's no Devil Wears Prada. Oh, because those the, were Meryl Streep. Those were. <laughs> really? I was, like, I was just like, those are such random like comedies to pick. It's no Death Becomes. <laughs> no, that's staple. It would be like putting the River Wild in musical or comedy. Like, yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess John C. Reilly said a few funny things, but why is it there? He had a twinkle in his eye. There you go. Best comedy. But to me, that just feels like the Holloman Forward Press is like, well, we didn't really see that many comedic performances we liked, so we're just going to say, like, these are sort of comedies. Well, and so. we want to give awards to award bait people. I mean, all those nominees are not yeah. surprising. They're all huge names. It's like you want, yeah. They got to show up at our party. How do you we want invite Meryl them? Meryl Streep to go. And be so humble. You just want Meryl Street up there, humble. And, and I really like Amy Adams. I like her. But Uh-oh. it seems like everything you she mean does like, now. You like, like her? They're like her, like her? I mean, I wrote a yes poem about her. <laughs> um, I mean, I think she's a really good actress. Mm-hmm. I think she's personable and good. But, like, I don't see her performances and be like, oh, nominate that. Like, but I you haven't seen solid. American Hustle yet. I haven't yet. seen that yet. Okay. But it seems that everything she's done over the last two to three years, she's gotten a nomination for it, whether it be Oscar or Golden Globe or whatever. Like, everything. Like, The Master, which I hated that movie. But, like, she was barely in it. She didn't do much in it and, yeah. and got nominated. But she seems it. important, so let's not. I guess. Yeah. It's just like, it's like she's on that train right now where she's just like, yeah, I guess I'm going to get nominated no for everything that I do. Same thing with Jennifer Lawrence right now, but I love Jennifer Lawrence. So I have no I like them both. Yeah. I feel I, like if I, there's going to no be fire under them. people, go for it. Those I don't ladies watch seem those nice. performances and go, well, they're bad. Like, they're good. Did you guys see the new Hunger Games movie? I did. I've not seen a Hunger Games movie. Oh, well, you don't need to see the first one. It's not great. It's not good. They got but so many more things right in the second so one. So many more. And how amazing is Jenna Malone? Yeah, she's great. Oh, my gosh. I, I, I after seeing, what's her name, on, uh, on The Daily Show, the girl, the Lawrence girl, Jennifer Lawrence. Uh-huh. like, it totally solidified my slightly creepy crush on her. She's it's not creepy. She's awesome. Well, I don't know. I'm a little. I mean, I'm a she's little, 23. It's oh, a little creepy. Oh, okay. Oh, she's 23. Yeah. Oh, phew. Oh, that's right. not creepy to you? No, it's, it's, it's like, 39. Yeah, yeah. It's creepy, but it's like I <laughs> it's thought acceptable. she was like night. I didn't know. She's of age. Yeah. Okay. She's eligible, Nazi right. and otherwise. Yeah. So, but she's like, she's like the coolest. Like, obviously, she's beautiful, but she's like, just she just seems like humble super and cool. funny and yeah, yeah good. Who doesn't like that? She's somebody everybody wants to be buddies with. Like, yeah, like, I would love to hang out with her. She seems so and it cool. doesn't feel like she's trying to make us think we want to be buddies. Not in that like, Anne Hathaway. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's the same exactly. Thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. we all know. It doesn't feel manipulative. It feels like oh, her good for her. Yeah, you know that Anne Hathaway's full name is Anne Hathaway, making you hate her. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't oh, get no. that at first, but you know what? I actually I love Anne Hathaway, and I I am I am a defender. I think she's she's gotten the Andy McDowell uh, treatment. Did Andy McDowell get this sort of scorn? Is, who's in Four Weddings and a Funeral? Is it Andy her? McDowell. Yeah, people just hate Andy McDowell for oh, no that reason. Was jo- I think it's because she's a bad actor. Well, she does have one of the <laughs> worst line readings of all time, which is in Four Weddings and a Funeral. Which she's is, not good in that movie. But the, her here, the one line it's not a good line to begin with, but her. Her delivery is terrible, which is, is it still raining? I hadn't noticed. <laughs> That's like one of the worst things yeah. I've ever heard in my life. But there's this animus with yeah. her. 
that it's like I'm like I don't know if it's really earned. Yeah, you like, know what? People get excited to get behind. It's like I used to really like Anne Hathaway. I thought she was cute and funny and charming. But then like the more and more like she kept doing more and more things at press junkets and things that I was like. Dude, shut up. Yeah, she's and a then little I think, self-aware. I think the press she's the kind of, and I think reporters started fishing for it, too, getting her to get more of those sound bites so that, yeah. you know, because once the people have whet their appetite for like, oh, is this person, does this person have a huge ego? Then everyone's going to try to bend their piece so that it, it looks like she It just feels to me like she's the kind of person who would just use the word gravitas. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And some sort of like, well, when I got onto the project, there's so much gravitas and or whatever. You'd be like, shut up. <laughs> um, but like the thing that she did on Oprah where like Oprah asked her about her process or whatever. And she's like, I don't want to talk about my process. Like it's you're an Oprah. What? <laughs> oh, yeah. I would not want to talk about your process. That's not personal. You're don't right. talk about your dad. And don't sass Oprah. And don't sass Exactly. So right mm-hmm. there. Uh, no beautiful Oprah. Oprah. <gasps> Oprah got no Golden Globe mom for the butler. No, bro. Nopra, poor Nopra. Which she's got enough. She'll get an Oscar nomination for it. You it's, think? Uh, for sure, I guarantee. Was she that. good? She's really good. The, you think she's going to get an Oscar nomination for it? Nomination, yes. Will she win? I don't know, but she'll get a nomination. I can guarantee you that. Wow. And that that movie's going to get a lot of nominations in general, anyways. It's very much like like awards bait. It's very. Yeah, I have. I have not seen it. Yet. I haven't either. It's good. And Forrest Whitaker got a nomination. She'll get a nomination. Outside of that, I don't know. But um, Cole's a very good at calling All I saw was Gravity of late. Did you like it? I loved it. It's beautiful. I I really did like it. You sort of look like Alfonso Caron. Have you ever gotten that? I've never seen what he looks like. Look at pictures of Alfonso Caron. I'll pull it up. I usually... Let's see if you're delighted or offended. Yeah. When you have... uh, What what I usually get is... uh, Well, when I was a kid, I got Tom Hanks because I had a bit of a Jufro. And now what I've learned <laughs> oh, is people are it. people are slightly racist when pe- with uh, against people who have not against but are, uh, we're concerning people with salt and pepper hair. So like we all look alike apparently. So on a good day, you hope for you know the the top echelon of like you look you know hey I kind of uh, yeah I guess I'm he's like a Spanish me. You've got better yeah. eyes. No offense to him. But he's got a better career, so yeah. So well, gravity will everything. I mean, I guarantee you that gravity will get a bajillion nominations, mostly for everything technical it can, and then Sandra Bullock probably, yeah. and then him for director and it for picture. It's going to get a lot. I don't know how it will win, but it'll get a ton of nominations when that comes out. Wow! And Gravity got a bunch of stuff here too. <clears throat> yeah, everything. I mean, it's a lot of American Hustle, a lot of Twelve Years a Slave, like the stuff you would basically assume. Oh, and and Orphan Black. I'm so excited. Yeah, Tatiana yeah. got a nod. Tatiana Maslany. I love her. She's fantastic on that show. I think it's should like I have a creepy crush on her too. You should. Okay. It won't Done. even be too creepy. All right. And Sweet. on the TV side of things, there's some notable omissions. Um, there's nothing for Boardwalk Empire. There's nothing for Game Mad of Thrones. Men. There's nothing for Mad Men. Um, nothing for Homefront. Nothing for Mad Men. Interesting. Wait, what's Homefront? For Homeland. Oh, sorry. okay. Nothing for Homeland. Um, which I mean, I kind of I'm only watching oh, like, two episodes of season two. No, no, no. This season yeah. of Homeland does not get a nod for anything. Yeah, everyone, everyone, I keep bad. seeing everyone bitch about that. It's not even made up. Like usually, I can be a sucker for like, oh come on, it's a TV show. It yeah. is gone so <laughs> wrong that it is shocking. It is just like I, I guess the last two episodes have been more interesting at least, but it feels like man, I don't know. I know that um, was it the showrunner that passed away. Or what? the show creator that passed away? It was one of the writers, I think. Um, so someone that was, like, you know, driving it is no longer of this earth. And so that will change things. Do you think it could be salvaged if uh, she just sort of 
like went undercover as Angela Chase for my so-called love. Oh yeah, it could. We bring back Jared Leto for a few things, and they just sort of <laughs> mash it up. Oh, and if we okay, here we go. We bring back Jordan Catalano, but not as Jordan Catalano as his character from. But he's a terrorist. Buyers from Dallas Buyers Club. Yes, so oh, it's a he's trans- nominated here as well. Yes, a transvestite terrorist. Being pursued by Angela Chase. The Letster got nominated. I've heard he's very good in that movie. I heard that movie's fantastic. It's good. I didn't love, love it, love it but it's solid. Reservation. I mean, it's more about the performances. Matthew McConaughey's pretty amazing. Matthew McConaughey's got like the year going, in my opinion, yeah. because Mud was fantastic. It oh, was, I loved Mud. He was great in that. Dallas Buyers Club is solid. He's great in that. I've heard he's really good in Wolf of Wall Street. Like it's. I'm excited for Wolf of Wall Street. It's the year of McConaughey, man. Mm. I right, think he's had a lot right, of years. Right. He seems so happy. <laughs> but he's really like rebounded. To be like a terrific actor for a while, there yeah. it was like, oh, he's playing the bongos shirtless and he's getting Phoned in trouble, in, you know, whatever. Dating like, Kate Hudson in every movie, yeah, exactly. And then <laughs> not for a while there, for it him. was like you kind of forgot about what a promising actor he was. Like in a time to kill, it was like, oh, he's a young Paul Newman. Dare like, I say, Magic Mike is what brought him, brought him back. Yeah, you, you, you dare to say that. I dare to say it. It sounds so silly, but he was so good in it. There I said. It's over. And now he's doing really interesting projects, and he's great in all of them, and he's very different in all of them. It's not like he's the same guy and everything. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, no. and what was he in? Bernie last year that was good? What was it? The Jack Black movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, he was movie. good in that, and Jack Black was great in that. That was a good movie. Let's go see it now. Let's go see it, you uh, guys. Yeah, I, haven't, I, I have not gone see it. I haven't seen a movie in a while, and I, got, I just got invited to go see Nebraska, and I really was upset that I couldn't go, because I, I... Did you have a fun reason you couldn't go, at least? It was my birthday. Oh, that's a great reason. Yeah. And who's inviting you somewhere on your birthday? Oh, actually, no. It wasn't my birthday. It was... I turned down The Hobbit, which I would have turned down anyway. Uh, to uh, be in The Hobbit or directing yeah, The Hobbit? I turned down the, the opportunity <laughs> to direct The Hobbit. Uh, it was my birthday. No, actually, we had a very cool thing, which was... Um, uh, it was this Monday night. I got invited to see Nebraska. Uh, I couldn't go because there was this group of people who were watching Mortified, uh, the Mortified Nation. And... Um, uh, they were doing this like DIY mortified party where um, they they watched the film and then afterwards they'd share they'd, they'd all like the rule of the party was like you, everyone brings like a teenage oh, art awesome. like, even if it's just like a prom photo or a diary or whatever it is um, and then after the movie they would kind of have their own little thing and we caught wind of it and um, they said do you want to come and we'll like do a small Q&A and we said can we shoot a little bit of it because that's so neat and we would love to encourage more people to have that's a great screen. idea like, yeah. yeah that's great so that's why I didn't go to And that's like the best bonding so experience you could you have with really your friends. You really should have directed The Hobbit. Yeah. I, mean, I probably should have. You could have done like mortified Middle Earth sessions. Oh, that but would have been we great. just got to make sure that Smog gets a necklace at the I end. Think, I think Gollum would have some pretty great things he could read. Gollum w- would have some like, <laughs> you'd have like poems about the ring. Giraffes. <laughs> <laughs> like, and then. <laughs> Is that, is that Gollum or Glomer from Punky Brewster Cartoon? <laughs> oh, oh, boy. That, that, how many people will, will get that? Like I think four. a lot. Oh. Look, if you watch the four Punky Brewster too. animated show. Which is different than the, than the normal one. Than the live action. But it captures Because it has spirit. an alien. Right. Here's, here's the difference. Live action show, Punky. That would be. You know his his George. That's a whatever. good Henry Warnemont. Thank wow. you. Wow, I didn't know I knew his name. Okay. I was just really impressed. <laughs> it's a good Henry. So did he right? make that up? No, he's the um, he's the guy in he's the police academy guy. Com- Henry Warnemont. Well, what a name, Captain George Gaines, Gaines is the actor, Lassard? Captain Lassard. Or is that Star Trek? 
No, Captain Lassard is... Uh, it's both. Is, is Captain Picard is Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> That's some fanfic I'd like to see. Mahoney, Lassard, and Picard. <laughs> I'll make it so. Um, Engage Gutenberg. <laughs> <laughs> With the guy who I'm engaging Dackleberry. By the way, I'm going to speaking of eighties uh, comedy, I'm gonna go see Yakov Smirnov this weekend. You yeah, are he's like at the Acme has like, like a residency there or something. I know. I'm, I passed that banner and I'm always like, I should do that. My friend just invited me and I was like, I guess I have to go. Here That's it is. Thinking about. I, every time I drive by it, I was like, I should like really look into that for Sketchfest. I don't know. Maybe people will come. <laughs> I actually read a really cool New York Times or some sort of article about him that was like from a respectable news source and they they said He's great, and like people like laugh at him, but he's he's not awful. So, and apparently he teaches, what a great endorsement. It, <laughs> <laughs> he's not awful. People laugh at him, but he's not awful. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> He'll use that on the poster. <laughs> this is why I don't do marketing for our customers. There you go. Well, let's do let's do first. Okay, we great. Have a different first question every podcast since it is uh, close to the holiday coming up. Oh yeah. The first question this time is: What was the first Christmas movie or TV special you can remember being into? Um. Well, I is this for me? Yeah. Okay. We all talk about yeah. it. Okay. I always loved Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. I was pretty upset. Great answer. That. Uh, do you have memories of when that when you saw it or? Um, I don't know because I, I watched it so much, and actually, well, all the all the Rankin and Bass, you know, puppetmation, yeah, things. I was I was actually really afraid of the Bumble. The oh, yeah. I don't know why they called it a Bumble, the abominable <laughs> the snowman. snowman. Yeah, yeah, Rudolph. just an adorable name. He just had a toothache, and I love Aww. the I like the song, the misfit song that Hermie, the dentist, sings. Yeah, the why am I such a misfit? <laughs> it's really sad. I always like sad songs in children's things. Like, are there other examples? Yeah, like my one of my favorite songs of all time. I think it's one of the best written songs. Period. Is um, Gonzo? It's like I don't know why it's not the most famous song for the Muppet I know movie. What you're doing. What, you know, I, I Gonzo's to, song from the Muppet movie is. I hope you, to go back there one day. Someday. Yeah, something like yeah. that. Uh, the lyric is, "I've never been there, but I know the way. I'm going to go back there someday." Oh, you're about to cry. I am. And I didn't. Even, we didn't even play the song. It's, it's this beautiful song that's not. As famous as, you know, the hits. Easy being green and... Yeah. Which is also sellouts. sad, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so Misfit, the Misfit song I like. And and and, and, and Emmett Otters has some beautiful music. It yeah. does. Paul Williams. Paul Williams, yeah. Was um, that one of your first? Oh, all? it's mine for we sure. We have similar yeah. puppet musical tastes. That's right. <laughs> well, I mean, my blog, back when I used to do a blog, was the River Bottom Nightmare blog. So I've always been really into that, and I did like an acapella cover of the the Nightmare song. I loved the Nightmare when I was. They a were kid. The, for those who don't know, they were the the bad guy band in the Emmett Otters Jug Band Christmas. Yeah, you got Chuck the Bear. Yeah, um, there's a snake. There's a fish who doesn't really. He's like their Sean too, so he doesn't really seem to play anything. <laughs> um, he plays like a weasel. Splash. He plays. Yeah, he splashes around. Uh, it's it's awesome. Uh, I love that thing. And there's uh, the DVD for Emma Otter has like... Closer now than ever before. How much alike we are. Perhaps we're long lost brothers. Closer than something and more. <laughs> I can't sing the, 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 the woman's part. Good old Doc Bullfrog at the end. Yeah. Seems that all you were missing was, was each other. other. <laughs> <laughs> but I, yeah, I love that thing. We that's, did a, the, that's the best mashup ever. It is. We did a, a thing last... Christmas, we did like a day of Christmas programming at the Castro, and we did an Emmett Otters thing, and um, 
uh, oh, Dave Goles was there. Who is the, the voice of, of Grover, right? He's Gonzo. Oh, Gonzo, sorry. Um, but he also does a bunch of stuff in, in Emmett Otter and stuff like that, too. It was, it was fantastic. But wow. the DVD for Emmett Otter has some really cool, like, outtakes and stuff. And, like, Frank Oz was originally going to be the voice of Ma. So, like, on the test tracks, he's on there. So it sounds, you know. Ma Otter. Ma Otter, yeah. And then they actually hired a lady to do it. Ah, Frank, Frank Oz. I was getting swindled out of work. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I love that thing. How about you, Vanessa? What was yours? It all blends together. I loved Christmas movies so much. We didn't get to watch a whole lot of TV growing up, but it felt like around the holidays a lot of exceptions were made, and it was all for Christmas specials. So Frosty, I have a lot of great memories of. And White Christmas, I watched a lot of. I just watched that this weekend. I don't think I ever saw that. Oh. I mean... I can't say, oh, as like it's a, the best movie ever. It's just beautiful dancing and singing, and it's Bing Crosby, and like it's just so much. It feels so good to watch it. Um, don't like care about the story very much, but just look at the beautiful people dancing and singing and being classy. And then I remember getting the VHS for Muppet Christmas Carol, and like I treasured it. I treasured it so much. That's good if you guys haven't seen it. Oh, I, I, I've seen it's it. It's real good. I, I had that soundtrack when I was a kid. Mm. And Picard's in it, right? So just uh, to bring that back, isn't, oh, yeah, isn't Patrick yeah. Stewart the, the yeah. Scrooge? Well, Michael Caine is. Oh, oh. no, but isn't... Maybe I'm wrong. Why does that feel so right? To I me? feel like there's a TV special Muppet Christmas thing. Oh, maybe with yeah. him and it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's ringing a big bell. I just loved it, and I loved Miss Piggy's song, and it's just such a sweet movie. And the rats are so funny. Oh, you guys. Yeah, the rats are always like. They're so funny. Yeah. <laughs> Those rats. My first job out here was writing for Jim Henson Interactive. Oh, really? And it, yeah, it broke my heart because I remember. They said, you have to come up with, like, a web show. This was even before, like, really there was, like, web video, so they didn't really know what they were doing. And they said, we got to come up with web shows for the, for the Muppets, but you can't do one with Kermit. And I said, oh, because he's so coveted. And they were like, sort of, but also because this was their company attitude at the time. I hope it has changed. They were like, Kermit's not interesting. No. Yeah, they were like, he's he's sort of the straight man, so all the other ones are, are the crazy ones, and he's the the ticking time. And I was like, yeah, I get that, but Kermit makes it possible. But Kermit is really interesting, and he's full of like he's full of hopes and dreams. Oh, you know what I mean? And um, the yeah, and so he's uh, he's it really upset me. That oh, is sad. Fuck Kermit. <laughs> fuck Kermit. We want you to concentrate on Sweetums. And we'll call it the real Mortified. <laughs> All these people they waiting thought, together at a big a table. Com- <laughs> when they said the real Mortified thing, I think they thought it was like a compliment. It's like, you know that that's... No. That's really no. I'm... <laughs> okay, sure. Thank you so much. I will politely tell you. Run away. All right, let's do my questions. Let's do um, them. This is a quiz. Since you listed Kids in the Hall as one of your favorite shows... Yes. You set yourself up um, for a real quiz. quiz. I'm going to give yeah. you ten recurring characters from the Kids in the Hall, and you tell me which kid played to them. Okay. I hate trivia. Do you I like or you hate do. trivia? I like trivia, but I'm not – I fear that I'm going to be bad at this one. That's all right. I just I There's just some freeze. fairly good gimmies in here. So, uh, Number one, Bruno Ponce-Jones. He's the Italian movie star, Bruno Ponce-Jones. Uh, Mark McKinney? I'll give you a clue. No it's idea. like, what if I was like – I know it's not Scott. <laughs> it is not Scott. Ring. Or Kevin. What are you? That's the Get worst it? clue for a Foley ever. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Foley. Uh, number two, Chicken Lady. Well, that would be Mark. McKinney. That is Mark. Chicken Lady loves life. Um, number three, Sir Simon Milligan. That would be um, that would be Kevin McDonald. That yep. is Kevin. Yep. I had a good clue for that. 
I love Hecubus as well. Uh, number four, Buddy Cole. That is Scott Thompson. That is Scott. You are See? good. You're, You're doing, doing great. Good. You're okay. doing good. Uh, number five, Flying Pig. That's Bruce McCulloch. Flying Pig. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I love that character so much. Uh, yes, you're doing good. Number six, Mr. Heavyfoot. I don't remember that character. Mr. Heavyfoot. Did he talk like that? I don't know. Basically, it's Foley. But basically, all he does is like his feet are really heavy. So it's oh, him right. just trying to get up the stairs. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, number seven, Darrell. Oh, uh, Darrell. Uh, Darrell is, um, is Mark McKinney. It is Mark. He's one of the most annoying characters of all time in the best possible way. <laughs> yeah. like, I just love how they dressed him. With the turtlenecks. The turtlenecks. Yeah. Little glasses. I have met many Darills. Oh, Darill. Uh, number eight, Francesca Fiore. No idea. Scott Thompson. Uh, number nine, the Sizzler sisters. Jerry Sizzler and Jerry Sizzler. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> it's Kevin McDonald and Dave Foley. <laughs> and number ten, Gavin. Gavin is Bruce McCulloch. One of my favorite characters Boom. of all time. My yeah. Jenny went as him for my wife for Halloween one year. The reason, uh-huh. I, the reason I always like the kids in the hall is, I mean, obviously they're they're very funny, but like I, I, I guess it sort of ties into what I was saying about like um, the the music thing a second ago. Was like I always think their their characters, including the head crusher guy, which is so silly and surreal, but ultimately their characters are all really sort of sad people, mm-hmm. like lonely people. Yeah, and I think they have the best. You could argue like what show, what sketch show has the funniest sketches or the weirdest sketches or whatever. But I think they have, or the best stories or something. But I, I think Kids in the Hall has the best characters because they're they're most interesting and like they're sort of they're just really sad and lonely and dark and it's and really true. Weird. Well, and a sadness like that grounds ca- sketch characters, I think, because like there's a way to go wacky and big, and it's almost it feels cheap sometimes when you're watching it. Like it's a silly laugh. Yeah. But if it's coming from a place of like that person is misunderstood or doesn't fit in, there's like a certain realness, no matter how stupid yeah. the concept is. You yeah. Know? I mean, they literally have characters that are like <laughs> Dave and Kevin who are like nobody likes. Yeah. Us. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, that's all they do. <laughs> Wander around. Because there was that one head crusher, like really long, he- he- Mr. Head Crusher sketch, or Mr. Tivik, I think is his name, or Tivik, or whatever his name. Yeah. yeah, and and there was this one really long segment with him that really got into his life and just like how he was this sad, crazy guy who just sat in his apartment all day. Like this was the only power this guy had was crushing the world around <laughs> him, and it's like really, <laughs> really <worst>. interesting. <laughs> did you have a favorite kids sketch? I did like Gavin a lot. Um, and uh, I think I always liked uh, my the, the pen sketch. My pen, my pen, mm-hmm. my yeah. pen. I love that sketch. I think my favorite was Citizen Kane. Which, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which well, we, in uh, college we had some class was like acting for the camera or whatever, and you could do whatever you wanted. It was like two halves. It was like they had actors, and then they had people that were like in the Becca department, the broadcast department, trying to figure out how to use cameras and do shoots and you know call yeah. stuff so you could do whatever you wanted as an actor so my roommate at the time did did that sketch the citizen kane sketch it's a fun Amazing. sketch to like um like i think to like when somebody's trying to guess something you just, i find that like my friends who remember kids in the hall like we've sort of reenacted that like re- appropriated that into our own car it's like if a friend is like what's the name of that singer blah 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 and i'll be like oh and they're genuinely asking and then we wind up in the actual like in our own <laughs> version of the sketch and i don't know it wasn't as interesting as I thought it would be to share. <laughs> no, I the feel like everybody feels angels. like that, though. <laughs> well, no, the trouble with angels. No, yeah. is it a Haley Mills vehicle? <laughs> no, no, it's Citizen Kane. <laughs> Citizen Kane. You need a mortician. A mortician. 
Kevin does the the best high pitched uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> shouting of anybody. He was in a, a mortified thing for us once. Oh yeah, uh, you really? can if you Google um, mortified uh, or look on YouTube for like morti- maybe even mortified Kevin McDonald or definitely if you write mortified Elijah Wood, um, you will find this piece where it was a, a uh, we did in 2006. A guy had written a uh, we did a, a stage performance where a guy. Who wrote a screenplay as a kid? We he brought this screenplay to life, um, and we got Elijah Wood and Kevin McDonald and Busy Phillips, oh, my and just like a whole bunch of people uh, to somehow do this. I don't know why. <laughs> and Booger, uh, Booger, Curtis, Curtis Booger's Armstrong, done the show. Oh, Curtis, yeah, who's who? Uh, who's ama- he's on? He's been on the show. Yep. Yeah. I think I don't understand why he's not like like. Like Paul Giamatti, big. What did I just see him? He's I mean, he works something so big is happening. He works a lot. Yeah, I know. But yeah, but like he's fantastic. He's, he's so like good. amazing. Yeah, I agree. I'm gonna go home and watch Moonlighting right now, oh, just for him. Oh gosh, that's the first time anyone's ever said that. <laughs> I'm gonna go home and watch Moonlighting just, just to him. masturbate. <laughs> that's to, more like it. To booger. To booger. <laughs> and Agnes de Pesto. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you want to do your questions? Yeah. Okay. Here are my questions. Have you ever met an Olsen twin? No. Have you ever seen one in person? No, I've never seen one in person. Oh, okay. Done. <laughs> <laughs> if you had to recast Freaks and Geeks with more known or famous people who've yeah. done Mortified or Mortified Sessions, yeah. how would you do so? Um, well, to use... Mortified references, they're they're not known. Most of them are not known. Yeah. So I guess I'll have to stick with of Mortified Sessions. Sessions, yeah. Well, Busy Phillips was in Freaks and Geeks and in our TV show. So she can stay. So she can stay. <laughs> um, I, uh, what's his name? Um, fuck. I think he's great. Um, Nebraska. Will Forte. Oh, yeah. Uh, he was on our show. And I, I feel like, I'm actually excited that he's doing Nebraska because I, I, I feel like that guy has a lot of like depth. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and like I think he's really interesting. Um, and so, therefore, I think he could have pulled off a character on that show. Though oh, I don't, yeah. But though I don't, I don't know that I could plug him into any character because I so see, you know, um, them as the actors that yeah. they are. You could put Maybe Rick could, Schroeder in there somewhere. Rick Schroeder. Did you see? I watched. I want. I have so many questions about Rick Schroeder after watching that episode. He has more emotions than Mm -hmm. anyone I have ever seen. (laughs) I had to pause that episode a few times to just. You can watch it on Netflix. On Netflix, yes. Um, But Rick Schroeder from Silver Spoons and. Many other things. I mean, what's his big... Not NYPD. NYPD. Um, it is NYPD. Yeah. I'm always afraid I'm getting those cop shows. He was... Up. So the the network... Uh, uh, we wound up showing up at Rick Schroeder's house. And, and to be honest, I, it was probably the episode that I was least excited to do. Because, you know, I know what Rick Schroeder looked like when he was a kid. So right. seeing his childhood photos, I was like, it's not going to be that fun for me. Yeah. And so I just didn't understand, like, what's sort of mortifying about his childhood. Um. And um, and I, and also he didn't seem that interested in doing the show. Anyway, we, the minute we sat down, um, I was in love with this human being, and I I still to the, like I would love to be his best friend. Like I think I had so much fun doing that. So he just I I, I ask him within like the first few minutes. I'm like, well, so I was just rewatching The Champ, and you cry as like a six year old, and you. Um, and and you how, did, how, did you, how did you channel that? And he said, oh, well, my grandma had just died. And, and then he starts choking up and he says, grandma. And then he like looks at me and I'm like, oh, fuck, what did I do? And like, 
And then he like takes off his mic and like storms away and he's gone for a half hour and his son comes out and is like, my dad gets a little emotional sometimes, um, stick around. He will come back. And he did that. He actually left the interview two or three times, uh, due to emotions that just came up. And we, I just had the, one of the most exciting conversations of my life and I was so happy and, uh, it is we edited it to so be like exciting 20 to minutes, watch but, too. but there's, there's a good other 25 minutes that like if, if ever we had the resources to, if the show, if Mortified Sessions ever came back as a show, it was a really fascinating. Well, because then he comes him and back. Tig Nataro both. I feel like I was really proud of, but like the stuff that's on the editing floor is like wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's it's really exciting. I mean, those that episode especially was so exciting to watch because I kind of felt the same way. Like going into it, like oh, I'm not as eager to hear about yeah. his backstory. Like. Um, because you feel like you kind of know it, and I don't know, it's less mysterious. Yeah. But then he, he opened up, and like it was just like there was a very fine membrane the whole time nerve. between him and like every emotion in the world. <laughs> he he uh, he told these really cool stories about being on on. Uh, he's like, I didn't really have a childhood. My my playground was like hanging out on the Universal lot with um, Alfonso, not Caron, Ribera, Ribera. <laughs> Same difference. <laughs> Same difference. <laughs> um. And, uh, and like they would, um, ride their bikes around the universal lot and like, you know, on the jaws ride and all like that was their like playground and like they weren't doing drugs and doing anything like that was their sort of pseudo delinquent thing. And he would see all these kids on the tour bus go by, you know, and they would be like, Rick Schroeder, Rick Schroeder, Rick Schroeder. And he would be like, he wanted to be part of their world because he didn't have friends like that and he didn't. And that's all he wanted. And like he would chase after on his bike the tour bus. Yeah. What you can't see, audience, oh, is that Vanessa gosh. is like clutching her face, like about to cry. But it it really it like that didn't make it into the interview into the edit. And um just well, really fascinating. And when he talks about his wife and I mean all this stuff. I really recommend that one. Okay. Sorry, I'm to, going to the next real. question. Yeah. But it everyone is right. Okay, moving. Um <laughs> If you could read any famous person's diary or historical figure from their most awkward stage, who would you pick? Any famous person's diary from their most awkward stage? Um, well, probably the celebrity I'm most interested in would either be, um, it might be what, um, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Oh. Is, uh, is, uh, I've read a bunch of biographies of him, and I think... His later life is really interesting, and I would just love to know. Um, actually, him and Walt Disney both. Like, I've always like I'm mm-hmm. very interested in their lives, and I would love to see like really what was happening because I do think there were some like dark things going on in, in their childhood. Yeah, and um, yeah. So I'd be very Walt sure. Disney would be fascinating to find out what that like young person was like. What was going on? He's. Um, I mean, I'm very curious to see this this new Saving Mr. Oh, me Banks too. It comes movie. out this weekend. Yeah. And, um, but he, like, no human, like, you could maybe say Bill Gates or Steve Jobs or Henry Ford, but, like, very few humans have built what Walt Disney did, for yeah. good or for bad. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and probably both. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just extra- he didn't just build a company. He built, like, a lifestyle. Like, yeah. Disney permeates everything. And it's, it's just crazy to me. It's insane. Um, and all of it was, all, everything that you enjoy from Disney is based on, what happened to him for three years of his life about uh, when he lived in a town called Marcellin, Missouri. 
Um, and it just shaped him. And, and like Main Street USA and all that sort of Disney sort of saccharineness mm-hmm. is based on like visually based on his boyhood in that town. And I always want to know like what happened in Marceline. Yeah. Like, I just think it's fascinating. Ooh. Okay. That was a great answer. You've angered a wizard. Uh-oh. And <laughs> what? <laughs> you know where this is going. Uh, you must choose to either live the next 10 years of your life with the mentality and the ability of your 13 year old self. You keep your body and what you have. Like you start with where you I've are. Angered. This is a long question. Yeah. So you, you, you have to choose be between two either punishments. Or. Okay. This first punishment is your th- you are mentally 13 for the next 10 years. <laughs> whatever you were at 13. This is this is a good mortified time. Right. Okay. I like it. <laughs> or you lose all your memories from ages 5 to 15 forever but you continue your life exactly as it is. The last one again was I lose all my memories but from, I from ages 5 to 15 but you continue your life like you have the exact life you have now Al- nothing Alzheimer's but I will retain everything from here on. Yes. Ooh, that's a great And you've question. got it. Did since you make 15. that up or is that like oh, from the I've book of questions? Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, I, th- I think I would pick the latter. Um, you would lose your memories. I think so, which is weird because memory is like such a big part of my life. Yeah. Um, but I'd want to create new ones, I guess, if given the choice. Yeah. Um, but I, like, I'm fascinated by Alzheimer's and I'm terrified of it. Oh, and, me too. I'm so scared. Um, well, and I already have a horrible memory, short term memory, and things like that. And I just think, oh, too. man, if I lose it. It's going crazy places. Yeah. Like you think of the things that are loose in your brain and how haywire that could go and how terrifying it would feel. Yeah. Ooh, I can't. My, my friend moved to England to take care of her mother who has Alzheimer's. And the last email that I got from her was about how her mother, um, her mother think her name is Amy, um, uh, the, the daughter and her mother often is saying like, thinks that she's Amy. Mm. So it's like, you're taking care of someone who doesn't, not only doesn't remember you, but now thinks she is you. Yeah. Wow. Whoa. This is a funny show, right? Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> okay, this is your last question. And it is not going to be sad because I, I don't think you can make it sad. I'll be impressed. Oh, um, don't tempt me. <laughs> here we go. If you could choose... Okay, well, it's, so you're, you become a fictional character. Okay. And you get to choose which one you become in. And you get to inhabit that world and... You're living in that reality, so you're not that character in your life. You're that okay. character in that reality. You can either be Hobbes from okay. Calvin and Hobbes, yeah, yeah, yeah. any Muppet, and you can choose a Muppet, or a member of Emmett Otter's Jug Band. Ooh. Uh, I kind of want to know, what would you, what would you want? Am I, and this is not me deflecting. <laughs> Because I'm looking at Cole, and Cole is like really going, like, I can tell you want to answer this, I too. Because we have similar tastes. <laughs> I think I'd go into Emmett Otter, and uh, I mean, it'd be pretty cool to be Chuck, the bear. Aww. Or Wendell, his the friend. The bad guy. You'd the be a guy. bad guy. Uh, maybe I'd be Wendell, Emma's friend. Hey, Emmett, Wendell, you know, because you like this. The dumb everything, guy. Everything is fun. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's a tough question. I think I would want to be Miss Piggy. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> um, She's unstoppable. I, 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 I I think I I would probably go. I don't think it would be Hobbes because Hobbes is a bit of a dick, which yeah. is why I love Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's a little lonelier to be Hobbes, I think, than the other choices. Well, no, you've got Susie, you've got Calvin, you've got. But Susie's think of in when when he's think of when Calvin's not home. Right. 
That makes me so sad. I used to get brokenhearted to leave my stuffed animals. <laughs> like I would set them up in circles so they could look at each other. Because like they have no one if I'm not there. So the oh, theme no. of this episode is loneliness. <laughs> oh, I guess way. it is coming back. Better be a um, Hall character. I think my, my action... Yeah, that's right. I didn't, even think about, I didn't even think about that part. I was more thinking about the Gonzo thing. Which leads me to my answer, which is I think I would probably be Gonzo. Oh, great choice. That's a joyous life. I think actually if I had to choose a Muppet Muppet, I'd probably be Fozzie. Of course, love, you I are Fozzie. I have a Fozzie Bear joke book that I loved as a kid, and um, my favorite joke in that book, if I may, you mm-hmm. so may is, um, uh, and I'm I'm not a great joke teller, so this will probably lumber as it already has started okay. to do. <laughs> neither, neither was Fozzie. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. Yeah. Uh, but it was the joke was um, uh, how uh, uh, the nurse comes out and says. Um, doctor, the, the invisible man is here for his appointment. And then the doctor says, well, nurse, tell him I can't see him right now. <laughs> ah! ah. <laughs> waka, waka, <laughs> I should go on tour. As yep. Fozzie. Not as Fozzie, just like as a Fozzie tribute oh, yeah. band comic. <laughs> Does that exist? It can now. Yep. Okay. Should. Start up a franchise. S- well, like tribute comics? Do they do cover band comics? I don't know Not if really. they, they do. Would that work? I mean, I guess Gallagher did it, right? I mean, there's a show called yeah. Jokey Okey, which is like karaoke, but with jokes. Ew. Like they spin a wheel, and then you get like that a is the, the grossest name I've <laughs> ever heard in my life. Jokey Okey. It sounds like like goo sit, <laughs> dripping on your fingers. Yeah, like, I don't want to even know what kind of goo. Uh, <laughs> Yuck! Oh, I'm covered in Jokey Okey. <laughs> 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 From Nickelodeon. One bad night with Carrot Top and you'll be covered. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like, it's like Nickelodeon slime, Gwyneth Paltrow goop, and <laughs> and sort of Ron, uh, whatever that famous porn star name. Oh, Ron, Ron Jeremy. Jeremy. Ron Jeremy Seaman. Just all swirled. Jokey, okey. <laughs> knock, up. knock, who's there? <laughs> Squirt. Yeah, ugh. Well, that's a... <laughs> It's <laughs> a fun way to end. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we all saw it going there. <laughs> Dave, thanks for being here. Uh, people can follow you on Twitter. You are at Dave Nadelberg. Yeah. But um, they can follow. I don't even care about me. They can follow at Mortified. That's who cares. And find me. out where the show's going to be, live shows, yeah, information and, about and the should, documentary. And, and you should watch the documentary, the uh, trailer at least, and decide if you like it. The t- trailer's at mortifiednation.com. But then it's on Amazon and iTunes, and it's, it's really so much fun to watch. It really is, so do it. And when you get back from brunch on January 4th. At 1.15. <laughs> 1.15 p.m. We the know where you're going to be. Premiere. <laughs> the live event of the season. While you're jokey-okeying. That's right. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> it's just 15 minutes after jokey-okey. And, and hey, there's a lot of loneliness in the movie, right? Yeah, there is. There is a lot it's of It's a good theme. It's the loneliest, saddest comedy. That's there, what feels there, good. Yeah. That's what feels I mean, good. they could have called it "joking off," which would be even oh, worse. Oh, gross! Right? Cool. Joking. That was Fozzie. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I can't see him right now. <laughs> uh, you can uh, follow the podcast on Twitter as well at PMC Podcast. I'm at Cole Strat. I'm at Vanessa Ragland. Thanks for being here, David. Peace. Subscribe to the Pop My Culture Podcast on iTunes. Check us out online at popmyculturepodcast.com and follow us on Twitter at PMC Podcast. Thanks for listening.